Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Goldwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. All right, Keg, here we are again. Hello. And... 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 We're here to do another episode. We are. I might face out a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are we here to do, Keg? Yeah, we, we're going to do another episode. We are. We are. In fact, we are going to stay in the theme of things from last week, and we are going to stay in South Australia. And we're going to do and visit another pub. Yeah, because we like pubs. We do. That sounds like we are alcoholics and no. spend our lives hanging out in pubs. But yeah. pubs are great for ghosts. They are. The pub we're going to talk about is in another country town. Mm-hmm. And this country town is called Kapunda. It is. Now, Kapunda has quite a name. And I did investigate Kapunda a lot when I was paranormal field investigators. In fact, Kapunda became famous after Warwick Moss did a documentary on it. Yeah. Now, what people don't know is Warwick Moss made a second documentary on that. And Paranormal Field Investigators were in that keg. Cool. I do have a copy, but it's on pain of death if I ever released it because Warwick Moss never released it. And, of course, that's a big copyright thing. So, But it does exist, and we are in it briefly. We took him up to St. John's up there. Kapanda was a successful copper mining town. And it's round about an hour north of Adelaide. Now, the hotel was named after the Arctic explorer, Sir John Franklin, who also went on to become Tasmania's first governor. I always wondered who Sir John Franklin was. Yeah, no, it's just... I never checked. I never thought to even check to see who he was. Well, just you wait for this keg. Okay. Because I thought, that's not good enough for me. So who is this Sir John Franklin? So I went delving today, Keg, in some more history. Oh, cool. To find out just who Sir John Franklin is. And wow, what an amazing story. Cool. So he was born in 1786 and he became a British Royal Navy officer who served in the Napoleonic Wars and also in the wars in the USA. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Now he loved exploring and twice led expeditions through the Canadian Arctic before becoming the governor of Van Diemen's Land, as it was called back then when he did become governor, Mm. or Tasmania, as we would call it now. Cool. Now, he had also led a copper mining trip through Canada, where he managed to lose 11 of his 20 men. Really? So we're getting into a track record here a little bit. (laughs) Most of them died of starvation or exhaustion, but there was at least one murder and suggestions of cannibalism. The ones that did survive, survived by eating lichen and even their own leather boots. Oh, wow. Can you imagine being that hungry? But I guess leather is protein. Well, I suppose it is, isn't it? It is skin. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it would be protein. Just like that puppy too. (laughs) It would be lovely protein (laughs) if it doesn't shut up. (laughs) I never wish animals ill. No. Until I do a podcast. Exactly. And it tries to join in. 
Now, this is why Franklin was given the name because he had a nickname, Kay. Right. And his nickname was The Man Who Ate His Boots. Okay, well, that's different. It is. Now, it was his third and final Arctic trip trying to traverse the Northwest Passage where he commanded a ship called the Terror and the Erebus. Terror, what a name for a ship. That's kind of a a strange name to give it. It is, isn't it? It's not boding well, is it? No, it's not. He had 24 officers and there was 110 men, but only five crew members survived this. And the only reason that they survived was because they had been dismissed earlier in the trip. That was probably their saving. Yeah. How, How... grateful would you have been to be dismissed (laughs) because they're the only ones that lived from this trip his ships became icebound and he died in 1847 now over 10 months after that the rest of the crew also succumbed to starvation scurvy and hypothermia now the sir john franklin hotel was built in 1849 by james whittaker and was the leading hotel in kapunda in this day so the question was in my head did he actually name the hotel in memory of Sir John Franklin? However, it got even more interesting because in 1849, when James Whitaker built the pub and named it, people weren't aware that Franklin and his party were dead. They had enough supplies apparently to last them three years. So they were forward thinking. So people still believe Franklin was still alive. And in fact, in 1852, he was promoted. (laughs) He was promoted to the rear admiral of the blue. Oh, that's good. Well, it was because that was, what, about five to seven years after his death, really, that they didn't know about. You would have thought they would have gone and found him first and asked if he wanted that promotion. So it's quite a nice posthumous promotion except that they didn't do it. It was accidental. Mm-hmm. Now, there were several expeditions that went looking for them, but it wasn't until 1854, seven years after Franklin's death, that it was found what had happened by a party who was talking to local Inuits who also mentioned there had been cannibalism. Ooh. Now, bones were later found, and that backed up the cannibalism bit because there were knife cuts on the bones and some of the bones had been softened as if they'd been boiled. But I guess, you know, it sounds horrible. Apparently, when that news was brought back to the Victorian era, everybody was absolutely appalled, disgusted. At the end of the day, if you're starving and you're dying and you have no choice and your comrade or your colleague passed away from starvation themselves, your only way of surviving would be to eat them. Yep. I wouldn't like to be given that choice, but I think at the end of the day, they didn't have one, did they? No. Desperation is a strange thing. Mm -hmm. Now, it wasn't until 2014 that the wreck of the Erebus was found, and finally, in 2016, the wreck of the Terror. There is a statue in Hobart in Franklin Square after him because he was the governor there and it has an epitaph. And the epitaph was written by Tennyson, Cag. I'm going to read it out and it says, The white north hath thy bones 
And it's very hard for a person who had a lisp. <laughs> I feel like my lisp is coming back. <laughs> this is obviously written for people with lisps. See, I can't. I won't be able to do And it. I'm not taking the mickey out of people with lisps. I had a, I had an atrocious lisp when I was little, Keg, mm-hmm. and of course my name was Alison Moses. Was my original name? Can you imagine saying that in school? And what's your name, Alison Moses? It was hell for me, but I learned to get over it. The White North have thy bones, and thou heroic sailor soul, art passing on thine happier voyage now, towards no earthly pole. Is what is written on his epitaph. Well, isn't that lovely? It is. Now, at first, the hotel couldn't get a license as it was believed that they only needed one hotel in Kapunda and the North Kapunda Arms was already in operation there. So it wasn't long before this was appealed and won and the St. John Franklin Hotel opened its doors and became extremely popular. It boasted that it offered accommodation unsurpassed by any other pub in the colony. And to this day, it still remains a very popular local hotel. Like with many historical hotels, the Sir John Franklin Hotel certainly saw its share of tragic death, both involving staff and guests. Keg. William Cornelius in 1888 had just taken up a position as a cook. Now, it was January and hot winds and dust had blown in. And adding to this discomfort was the fact that he was working in a really, really hot kitchen. And we know how it can get hot. That's 46 degrees. And if you have a run of them. And then wait a minute. And you in the kitchen. And Well, I wouldn't be in the kitchen. No, I'm going to say. See, I, I, this would not happen to me. What happens next would not. No, it wouldn't happen to there you. There is no way that this would ever happen to me because I do not know where the kitchen is. No. What's a kitchen? Exactly. He was working in a hot kitchen which caused William to collapse from heat. He didn't recover, unfortunately, and he did pass away at the hotel. Now, this is a sad thing. Only an hour or so before a later cool change arrived. Just an hour. An hour between him getting relief Mm -hmm. and him passing away. How bad Mm -hmm. is that? Now, only 10 years later, in 1898, John Housler was found at the foot of the back steps where he had fallen and was lying in a pool of blood. Now, a doctor arrived and ordered them to take him upstairs and put him to bed. Sadly, he too never regained consciousness and passed away from a resulting blood clot caused by the accident. Mm. Now, other deaths were recorded, so it wasn't surprising to find stories of the Sir John Franklin Hotel ghosts. Before we get into it, Keg, there was another death I found today. In fact, I think we mentioned it on the investigation of somebody who fell down the steps and hit their head in the same pub on the same year. And we're going to get into that one a bit later because we seem to get a little bit of more information on that. Ooh. So keep that one in your head mm-hmm. because we are going to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the stories that we were told was that one day the current owner's wife was taking photographs for a screen display behind the front bar. In the evening, a customer who'd been watching the photos cycling through 
suddenly pointed out that there was a man standing on the veranda wearing what looked like an older style outfit with a top hat. Three photos had been taken and this was the only one that showed the figure. We were told how upstairs where there is a small staircase, a figure of a lady was witnessed walking up these steps and turning left down the hallway when the witnesses knew that there was nobody else in the hotel that night. Donna also told how none of them liked room 20. Now, this was a very small bedroom and nobody liked being put into this room. So eventually they stopped using it as a room and converted it to a storeroom instead. Now, ghostly children have been reported in the area of this room. It's got very strange. We thought it was a cot, didn't we? Yes. But apparently it turned out to be a meat safe or something. Yes, yes. And it, it does have a weird vibe in there. We'll talk. Mm. That does come into this a bit later as well. Now, Keg, we were invited, weren't we, to go and investigate this. And, and it was another Patreon that organised it for us. Yes, it was Ash. Yes. Yes, Ash, um, he'd already um, managed to get another venue for us as well, which mm-hmm. is the Gungallon. And he managed to get this one for us, which we're really pleased about. So thank you, Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had uh, uh, somebody joining us as well. A special night. guest join yeah, us. special guest. We had Amy from Amy's Crypt. Mm-hmm. Now, we started upstairs and placed equipment down the hallway where the lady has been seen. And almost immediately the equipment triggered, but I missed it, didn't I? You did. Yeah, you'd gone off to collect a piece of equipment or, mm. or something or other. Now, it was the flashing balls, mm. and they'd been sitting on uh, the cigarettes that had been placed out as a trigger object. Mm. Now, you say flashing balls for those lovely people who don't know what you mean. It's a flashing ball. It's a ball <laughs> that flashes. So it's a cat ball. It is a cat ball. Motion activated. It is, and very easy to, to activate for the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they've been placed on the cigarettes we use as a trigger object just to entice somebody to try and set that ball off. And it, it kept going off. So what we did, we actually swapped the ball for another mm-hmm. one to see whether it was glitching mm-hmm. or not. And then that one went off. So we swapped the ball again mm-hmm. and that one went off. So not all three balls could be glitching. No, you wouldn't so, have thought so. No. And the other strange thing, because I did come back and we started to get ready for the investigation and the ovulus was behaving strangely because the ovulus, which, again, it's an EMF meter that turns the environment into words. Instead of a number readout, you get a word readout. But it needs to calibrate. So at the beginning, you switch it on, it calibrates, and it'll spit out two words. And that's just the calibration. Yeah. But it didn't. It it Not didn't one word. one word, did it? And it was going along as though it was happy, which is as though it calibrated. Yeah. But it hadn't because there was no, no words. No words on the screen. So we decided that we would try for an EVP burst because we always like to start our investigations with an EVP burst. Because I think if there's any spirits there, they're fresher and they're more interested at the beginning than they are at the end. And the other thing... I think we both do this, is we like to get down on the floor, don't we? Well, we don't <laughs> like to get down on the floor. Of what If we think we're dealing with children, it's nice to get to their level. Yeah. Adults, um, but being quite, I mean, we're not tall, but I mean, 
We are. We are, we are actually very small. It's quite intimidating. Yeah. So we like to sit on the floor, though it's difficult for us to get back up. Yeah. So she's right. We don't like to do it. We just we do it because we yeah we respect the children that we're we do. To get in contact and with. then it takes us about half an hour to get back it off does. the floor. Yeah. But then there was um as you're going to start your EVP burst, mm. there was a loud tap, but you didn't tag. No, well, I didn't hear it at the time, and we only heard it when we listened back, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, when we, we played it back, we could hear noises from the hallway. Mm. And we, we traced it down, or you did, you traced it down to a door handle. Yeah. But it was it was a doormat private, so nobody would have used that door. Nobody had come up and down that hallway. No. But it was as though somebody was actually playing with a handle, wasn't it? Yeah, because... I was trying to recreate. We were hearing sounds as well. Mm. And I was trying to recreate the sound. And the only way I could recreate it was to turn it just a little bit. So it wasn't a full turn. It was just when I turned it, maybe a centimeter, it made a click sound. And that's the sound we'd been hearing. So it was one of those round door handles that, yeah, yeah. It wasn't style. a wasn't no. a push down. It was those turn handles. Uh, but what's also interesting, though, when we, the investigation, the balls didn't go off anymore. No, they, they just stopped. In fact, I think when I came back, I don't think I saw one of those balls go off at all no. in the whole night, unless we kicked them, of course, which sometimes it has been known to happen. I ended up in room six. Because I've been stupid enough to say to all of these people who were with me that when I was looking around, I really felt uncomfortable. I don't know what it was about room six. It was the only room that I put my head in because I was videotaping a walk around, put my head in and went, oh, that just does not feel comfortable. And of course, I told everybody that. So where did they make me go? But room six, thanks for that, Keg. No problem, anytime. <laughs> but just in case, I took Amy with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it's a big room. Well, we have to have two because one has to film Keg. Yeah, okay. And the other has to do whatever else. Now, Amy and me went into room six and we were asking out to any child or man that might be there. And we told the children that Amy would love to meet any of the little children because she just loves little children and would love to meet them. Mm-hmm. And the music box went off straight away, but not it might be it was close to me, but I wasn't in the line of the beam. So it just went off as if excitement. Now we put the portal on as well. And Amy said, Can you say hello? We did get a name out, Matt. Yeah, Matt. But that's about all we got at yeah. the portal. And I think it, it was at this point you came in, didn't you? Yes. Now you came and joined us, but if I remember rightly, Ash stayed out in the hall. Yeah, he wanted to listen out in the hallway and watch the equipment out there. Yeah. Now I went on the headphones, went and sat on the end of the bed, and you start asking the questions. Yeah, I was like, are you okay with people being in the room? And you came out with a name. I did. And it's it's an old way of saying it, Bessie. Hmm. You don't come across the name Bessie no. anymore, do you? So I, want, I wanted to know who this Bessie was. So who is Bessie? Are you a child? And all I could give you at that stage was here. And that's it. That's yeah. all I could give you. 
So then Amy, Amy asked out, well, are you happy here? And it was the portal that replied this time. Yeah. Now, this is important because we were running the portal and I was on the Estus at the same time. So we had two different ways for it to communicate with us. So, And it seemed like both of them were joining in. Yeah. So, yes, it came out with I am. So Amy said, okay, well, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Now, this was interesting because you came out. I came out with a number, 50. I mean, just the coincidence of coming out with a number when it's being asked. Yeah. Never mind an age. Mm-hmm. Again, so Amy Amy asked out, well, was, was this your bedroom? I kept hearing a very stern leave. Yeah. You, 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 and yeah, you got bullshit, as yeah. usual. I was like, well, we, we don't... <laughs> Because you can't take a hint, can you? Can't. I know, I can't take a hint. And I was like, well, but we don't want to leave. And but I, again. Again, I just kept going, leave. So the Amy said, well, are we not welcome? And there was there was no reply to that. And I said, well, are you scared of someone? And that's when I, I really, it got very firm. Because I tried to say it like I hear it, and it was like, leave. And I, even, I think at even this point, I waved my hands in the air when I looked back on the video. So then Amy came out with, well, because <laughs> obviously to... we've not got the hint yet. <laughs> All right. So it's, do you want us to leave or the lady by the window, meaning Alison? Yeah. And you came out with, out. By this point, the poor ghost must have been I tearing know, its hair. Like, it's like, seriously. How, how often do I have to say this yeah. for these people to understand what I'm saying, yeah. get out and leave. Mm-hmm. But when I said out, it was almost like you got the curiosity of whoever it was. And I followed out with, what do you want? It was almost like it was relenting and going, okay, what do you want? Why are you here? So this is uh, when I joined, I said, look, we, we just want to talk to you if we can. And we didn't get anything then, but then Amy said, well, look, we're, we're, we're kind people. We just want to talk to you and offer you some help if, if that's what you need. And then you came out with, with no, no, no. Okay. And I do sometimes wonder that. The, you know, people go that they've stayed behind because they need help. I, I've, I've said all along that maybe they stay behind because it's their home. Maybe they stay behind because they're actually happy there and don't want to move on, mm. you know, for whatever reason. And just by the way, I heard that no. When we said, do you want help? No. Kind of confirms. I'm not saying that in every case, but there are those ones out there that are really just quite content where they are. They seem to be. Yeah. All right, so. Cag not taking a hint. No, because I never do. Because <laughs> I like to be told numerous I like, times. It's like a duh. I know. It? So do you want us to leave then? <laughs> like, like it hasn't told you enough times. <laughs> but this is where it got really interesting because I heard the word pushed. So Amy then said, well, were you pushed by who? Why would someone push you? Mm. So we're trying to get into this. Now, I had been suspicious. I'm going to say this, Keg. Okay. Because we didn't find out about the second one until partway through that hit his head. And he hit his head. His name was Carl. And he hit his head on the stairs just outside this bedroom, which was where Ash was sitting. 
Now, they said both gentlemen who hit the heads were drunk, fell over, hit the heads, and Carl died of blood loss And mm. by the time they found him. I thought, well, that's suspicious, isn't it, that two have the same accident in the pub? And I did wonder whether maybe they got into a bit of an altercation and somebody actually pushed them. Yeah. When Amy was trying to get to the bottom of who and why, I came out again with the word pushed. Amy's like, well, I'm sorry someone pushed you. That That's quite mean. She's so sweet, isn't she? She is. She is. <laughs> it's quite mean. I know. <laughs> and I came out with out there. Again, Amy's like, well, what, out in the hallway? Because we were trying to find out whether it was the hallway or outside. Yeah. We? And I, I followed up with, you know, were you pushed down the stairs? Who are you hiding from? And I just said, I don't know. Which I thought was really strange. It's a strange thing, but if somebody had come up behind you, you wouldn't have known. Not if it was sudden. No. So then, getting a bit more interested and wanted to find out mm-hmm. what was going on. Said, now so, we're starting to get down the yeah. meaty track. So I said, whereabouts were you pushed? Were you pushed down the stairs or were you even pushed out the window? And all I said again, it's like I was repeating, out there. What, on the stairs? Whereabouts on the body were you pushed? Were you pushed on your back? And I just repeated, out there. But I did follow up with, I don't know why. Which again would say, if he had been pushed, he was taken by surprise. Yes. And that he hadn't had an altercation. Otherwise, surely he would have understood why. Yeah. Um, Amy wanted to know, are are you male or you're female? Did Did you hit your head? And again, it's like on a loop, pushed. So I, I was like, oh, we really need to know why you keep saying pushed. Now, this is interesting because I was hearing on the ghost box over and over, pushed and out there, pushed out there. And then the portal actually came out with out there as well. So now we've got yeah. two different methods that is yep. coming out with the same words and i just find it a lot more curious when you get that yeah definitely pushed we need to know why you keep saying pushed and i also said fold out with now leave it's almost like i've told you now Leave. So, it's me okay. again. Um, <laughs> look, we'd rather not. We'd want to. We'd help you if we, if, yeah, if we can. And then the portal came out with, which is another cool word. Yeah, leave. So now leave. it has me saying it and the portal saying it. Leave. How many more hints do you need, Keg? I know. But I followed this one up with because uh, the portal said leave and then I came out almost immediately with please leave please mm-hmm. so then Amy um, asked out Carl is is that you because we'd been given that by our wonderful Rosemary who yes. we've talked about before mm-hmm. and she fed us some more deaths while we were there and she said try for Carl 
but you re- you reply. Yeah, local. But I mean, Carl probably was a local. I haven't looked into Carl too deeply, no. but he probably was a local. Yeah. So I just ask, well, did you live locally? It, this is almost like it wasn't at you, but I started to get the words "get off" like that and stop, and the portal followed it up with stop. And I don't know, I got the impression the get-off wasn't to us. It was almost like whoever it was was reliving that moment. But what was interesting was you said get off, the portal said stop. Yeah. But you automatically stopped. I did. Without anything, because normally we'd flash a torch or something at you. But you automatically stopped and started walking back towards uh, myself and Amy. Walking, yeah. Well, not so much walking. You actually fell over (laughs) a bed on the way back to us. Um, and so, Amy, in her very sweet way, was giggling very loudly and said, "Were well, you pushed?" <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a forewarning. So. Maybe it was. <laughs> and even Amy agreed that it sounded like we were talking to the person that fell down the stairs, and that maybe whoever it was was pushed, had got into an argument, but it was dismissed as an accident. So maybe that person wants it known. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't clumsy. He didn't just fall down and hit his head. Mm. But there was something else at play for that. Yeah. Now, this, you said Ash, Ash had an interesting little experience out in the hallway, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was out in the hallway, monitor for hallway. 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 He was out in the hallway. So Ash was out um, in the, the hallway. Bird is going to be in a pie soon. <laughs> what if cockatoo tastes lovely? Cockatoo pie sounds quite cockatoo nice. Cockatoo pie. It? All right. So Ash uh, was out in the hallway and he was telling us he'd been hearing noises from both ends of the hallway. But at one point, you could hear a conversation going off and it wasn't us in the bedroom. No, you could hear us. Yeah. So he moved towards where the chatting was coming from and he actually noticed we had two go- ghost box with us yeah. that night. One of them had turned itself on, mm-hmm. and as he walked towards it, it turned itself off. Yeah. It can't do that. You have to press a button. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, so I've heard it from there, and I heard some noises from here. Then while I'm sitting there, you were um, talking about outside, outside, I think it was. Outside, yeah. Your ghost box here, I can hear talking, and I'm going, what is that noise? And it's like, sounds like a conversation. And I was like, yeah. So I stood up, walked over here, got to the noise, to here, to where the spirit box is. The second I got to the spirit box, it stopped. I've not touched it before or after. But yet for five seconds there, long enough for me to get to your spirit box, I could hear it chatter on it. Very strange indeed. After that, we moved down to the bar. Not for any other reason but to investigate it, of course, Keg. Mm Mm-hmm. It had shut by then, and that's when Donna did join us. Yeah, Donna was. She'd been working there very happily for yeah. three years until that night when she joined us. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. We love you, Donna. Now we put the equipment on the barn out in the hallway and came back in. And this is why we know out in the hallway there wasn't any lights on so you've got the hallway keg haven't you you've got you walk in there's the front bar there's the hallway where the toilets are and the staircase and then at the back there's another area another bar and an eating area 
Now, that was locked off and shut by then. Now, we know when we went out in that hallway and put the equipment out there, there was no lights. No. But when we came past it another time, a few minutes later. The lights were on. And that that whole area being locked off and there was yeah. nobody in there. So they are sensor security lights. Whether it was an animal or something that set them a spider, off? Spider, I don't spider, know. Well, I suppose it could be. I mean, but... Spiders are known to yeah. crawl across them and set them on sometimes. We don't know, but um, it was a bit strange at the time, mm. so... But we turned the portal back on mm-hmm. and the first word it came out with was out and the yeah. second word it came out with was CAG. CAG? Yeah, I know. Maybe because it... You couldn't get a hint any other way. I think it probably was. It actually had to say your name as well. It did. It was like, out, Cag. Come now, on, get the, get is the that getting any clearer for you, Cag? Like, I didn't have to stay still. <laughs> okay. Oh, there is no. Cag? Cag. Hello. But that's about all we got out of the portal. It actually sounded horrible, didn't it? Yeah, it did. There was a lot of interference there. So I went with the Estes so my ears would blow out instead of your ears when you were mm-hmm. listening to the live stream. And we had the name, or I had the name Peter. Yeah, we haven't even asked the question. You no, came out with Peter. It was the first name I came out with. So I, I, I said, okay, Peter, are you on trial here? And I repeated it, Peter. Yeah. Came out. I heard it clearly twice. Yeah, so I said, hi, Peter. What are you doing here? What's happened to you? And I went, you are just like her. Now, I don't think that was meant to be a compliment, to tell you the truth. No, I know. And I was just and like, the way I said out CAG as well. Mm, so will I have reminded them of somebody? Mm. Maybe somebody else is obstinate. They wouldn't move when they've been told to get out numerous times. Maybe. But I just went, ooh. So I thought, who are we just like? What's the name? Peter, did you push the man down the stairs or even up the stairs? Oh, you straight into it, Cag. Why not? Hello, how are you? My name's Cag. No. What's yours? No. Peter, did you push that man? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> up or down the stairs. I wanted to know. It just gets straight to the straight to the core of it. And I just came out with I see you. Mmm, she's a bit creepy. And I thought, well, do you? What do you see? <laughs> And then Ash behind me said, oh, we can't see you. We can't see you. No. It's a bit <laughs> creepy. And then it's even creepier because the reply yeah, we get is, I'm here. Yeah. So that is creepy. Mm. So I said, look, whereabouts in the room? Can you tell me? Whereabouts are you? And do I look familiar to you? Do I remind you of somebody? I came out with her because of her. I'm here. And then because of her. So it's like. I don't know, looking at it the second time when I was reviewing and editing, it's like I'm here because of her. Now, we wondered, was it because of Donna? Could it be because of Amy? And I don't know. I just went, she's gone. So I said, okay, so what has happened? Did you leave? Did someone leave you? Maybe, and then we talked about maybe it was, there was a bit of two timing going on. Yeah, maybe there was a, an affair or something like that. And then you <laughs> said, why? I mean, I'm, I'm sure this meant a lot to the ghost. Well, no, I just said, can you give us a name, please? Because I know Rosemary's <laughs> in the background trying to get ready to Google things for us. And she with wanted a, little, a name. With the little fingers hovering over exactly. the keys, ready for a name. Exactly. And then I came out with, I'm not to blame. All right, so not to blame for what? 
And then Amy asked, who is guilty? Mm. I came out with the girl. Yeah, which is really strange, wasn't it? And then yeah. Amy says, what was her name? But didn't get to reply. No, so I said, not to that. Tell us your story, please. Tell us what happened. Because we, by this point, we were desperate to know. Yeah. It sounded, this sounded different from upstairs. Yes. It sounded like so. we were sleuthing on another mystery yes it was somebody having a pair what happened yeah why is it because we all like a good we do why was it yeah we do it's just like hey we're getting into the gossip now yeah and it came out with they are looking okay so they're looking for what (laughs) yeah and i creepily came out with death yeah (laughs) all right so that was a little bit bad so changing it slightly i went well look tell us your story we are really confused, which we were at we that were. point. We were trying to make, we've got to try and make sense out of yes. this. It's, it's really hard when you're just getting the odd word. And then it was like, stay, please. So, okay, well, do you want us to stay with you? And then that was it. Yeah, to me it was like somebody was trying to confess to something or take the blame. Yeah. Maybe the person who pushed the other. I, I did wonder, and I, I say, who knows, but from hearing the voices and now looking back at the questions, and I'll ask you what you thought, but I did feel whether somebody was having an affair. That yes. woman was having an affair. He was angry and found out about it and acted on it. Mm. I mean, we could be putting two and two together. We could. We could. But those personal things we'll probably never find out. But mm. from what it was saying, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, though. Now, this was interesting, Keg. Going back to room 20, Amy had been upstairs and she'd left a cat ball in that, what we thought was a crib. And that actually cat ball lit up. Mm. Um, in in the little room twenty, which is now a store room, yeah. Um, she actually got the SLS on her, her phone as well. Mm. I think she was trying to catch the ball. Wasn't yeah, she? she got the but she, the it actually picked up a figure. But I mean, it could be the fact it was the um, the shape of the little crib. That, yeah, that it well, it, up it picked figure. up the figure of the vacuum cleaner. So that was a false positive. Mm. But just as she moved... It was room six where she had the most interesting one. The entrance to room six, mm. she was walking along... Oh, our room. Yes. She got to room six door, and what did she see? But a little figure standing mm. in the doorway, only very briefly, a stick figure of a small child. Yeah. But she did catch what looked like a small child in the cribby thing as well. Yeah. But. Who knows? Now, it was only a short investigation. It was really curious, and we did get some curious responses. But that was the night for us. Mm -hmm. We called it a night. In conclusion, we had some curious responses on the ghost box nesters. But, of course, we can never say that we were actually talking to a ghost. No. No. You can't prove that. Could just have been random radio. But it certainly has a feel to it, and there have been enough personal experiences to say it may well be haunted there. Mm-hmm. It is always hard to tell from a one-off visit, but there was enough, I think. I think there was enough to get our attention. Either way, definitely support local tourism, which is doing it hard after COVID. 
Yeah, obviously. So they still like to see you visiting and pay the hotel a visit yourself. The food is amazing. It really is. Mm-hmm. We're not just oh, saying yeah. that. And you can even stop the night in accommodation there. And I'm sure if you ask at the bar, they will tell you all about the Sir John Franklin Hotel ghosts. I'm sure they will. So we would just like to wind up by thanking, just in time for these cockatoos, to end up in a pie. <laughs> if they all fly in, there's going to be about 100 of them in a Oh, minute. yes. See them starting to flock. We would just like to thank Rodney, who owns the pub, and his wife, as well as Donna, Ash and Amy for joining us on the night. I don't know. What did you think of it, Cag? I thought it was fascinating. Um, yeah, I just the way the way the night went wasn't what we expected. No. Um, yeah. So, and we will put the link to the video under in the right up. Now, before we leave, though, we just have to remind you that we do get around. Do we? That the cockatoos, really the cockatoos are getting around too. They are getting. If you around. can hear them. I'm not sure if you can hear them. Not they are loud. Mm-hmm. But we just want to remind you, we are on social media. If you haven't, please hit follow or subscribe to this podcast on whichever medium you're listening to. Give us a five star rating if you can, if it allows you to, because it all helps this go into feed and get recommended to other people. We also have YouTube where we do share these videos. You will see the highlights of the podcast that we're talking about, plus a lot more. So please go and subscribe there. Go and give it thumbs up. And what's the other thing you can do? Oh, you can comment on any of those videos. And again, that gets the attention of the algorithms and it helps and us subscribe. know. And yeah, subscribe. And if you can't subscribe there, please subscribe on our most important one, which is Patreon. So for the price of just over a coffee a month, you get to join a very, very special private group on Facebook, which a great community on there and you get more of us that could be a put off or it could be a draw card we also do more live stream investigations but if you don't want to do that we do live stream investigations from time to time on our facebook page and all of it comes under the heading of adelaide haunted horizons or just haunted horizons we'll bring it up for you all right thanks guys for your support it means a lot to us thank you for listening Thank you for coming back and listening again and again for those that have. It heartens us, doesn't it? It does. And please share. Share it around. Yep. Share it to everybody. I'm going to share it to those cockatoos soon. (laughs) I don't know about the podcast. I'm going to share something with them. (laughs) And on that note, Cag, you have to go to work. I do have to go to work. And we have just nailed it five minutes before you have to leave. Exactly. (laughs) All right. We're going to see you again next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from CAG and Ali for listening.